AM The Zone. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, you've got to sympathize with those poor folks on the West Coast. California continuing to be barraged with all kinds of moisture. Snow in the higher elevations and a lot of rain in the south. Around Wisconsin, pretty soon it's going to be difficult to find any snow remaining. Temperatures this week going to continue to go up. Today we are going to see cloudy skies. We'll touch out right around 42 degrees. Tomorrow cloudy and 48. Thursday, believe it or not, the 8th day of February in Wisconsin. Rain in the forecast in the afternoons especially. And our daytime high on Thursday, 53 degrees. That's why I say any snow that remains around Wisconsin really going to be tough to find by the end of the day on Thursday. Friday, partly cloudy skies and 45. Saturday, we start to turn the corner back to more normal temperatures. Saturday's highs, 36. Sunday's highs, 36. Here are the five items we want to convey to you in the 50 minutes we've got with you. Let's talk about it. First of all, we'll recognize some of the honorees from the recent Wisconsin Pork Association's Porkapalooza Midwest Dairy Challenge coming to the Green Bay area. And although the name may imply that these are a lot of dairy kids, in reality, a lot of them have no dairy background, and that's not all bad. Super Bowl Sunday spells sales for our Wisconsin specialty cheesemakers. The cattle industry concerned about consumers' reaction to escalating beef prices. And John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing, on the way. Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle, and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe this spring with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. 2023 was a challenging year for dairy farmers, with margins reaching their lowest point since 2009. However, despite that, there's hope for 2024. That's according to Chuck Nicholson, UW-Madison Department of Animal and Dairy Sciences professor. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and Nicholson gives an overview of 2023 and what he believes is in store for 2024. The 2023 storyline is actually not a particularly happy one for a lot of dairy farmers. Uh, We saw a market decline from the high prices that we saw in 2022. We saw some continued high feed prices. Uh, We got to margins that were as low as what I think of as like the uh, worst possible moment that we saw back in 2009. And the only saving grace on that was that we were mercifully brief in the amount of time that we spent at those margins. We've seen a little bit of recovery in milk prices, and we've seen a little bit of a recovery uh, in terms of feed prices going down since then. So that gives us some signs for hope going forward here. And speaking of that, what is in store for 2024? Sure. So we started to see an adjustment process as the margins have come down. So we've seen declining cow numbers. We're down below where we were in 2022 for sure and are still heading in that direction for now. We have seen also a about stable amount of milk per cow production is what we saw in 2022 during the data we have for 2023. Despite the fact we have the same milk per cow, we have to think about that a little bit differently now because we're actually still making more butter fat. And we've seen a market increase in the amount of butter fat based on feeding strategies and breeding strategies on dairy farms that we're making 11% more butter fat per cow than we used to. So even though we had the same amount of milk per cow, we actually had more butter fat in the marketplace and we actually kind of needed that for a lot of things heading into the fall. And 
how is that affecting now exports and the exchange rates? Uh, what we saw in 2023 was, again, also not part of the, the most positive story we can tell, but the high prices that we saw in 2022 had buyers in global markets responding as you might think that they would respond. And so we actually saw a decline in sort of the rolling average of the volume of U.S. exports. And it's not the first time that's happened. It happened in 2014. It happened again in 2019. But it's not a really positive story. So as we go forward here, uh, we should see with the adjustment that we have in the number of cows, the amount of components in the marketplace, we're looking at a little bit brighter future for dairy exports in 2024 than we saw that pattern in 2023. Part of what's going on is that the price alignments for the major products, uh, the dry whey, the skim milk powder, non-fat dry milk, uh, and also to some extent on butter and cheese, U.S. is actually in a pretty good position relative to our competitors in those marketplaces globally. It's a positive sign for increasing those exports for 2024. And what about that milk price cycle, where we're at, and the correspondence with feed prices? So one of the things that I like to point out is that we have these big uh, swings in milk prices uh, that can be up to $10 per hundredweight. And those swings tend to happen on about a three-year cycle. So we get a peak, and then about three years later, we get another peak. And in between, unfortunately, we're going to have a trough. We should be past the bottom of the cycle right now. So that big swing in milk prices, we should be past the low part of that cycle. And that gives us hope that we're looking at uh, an upward trend in the milk prices going forward here for 2024. Along with that, uh, we have some projections for feed prices that unfortunately for the dairy farmer are above the long-term averages. And we think about an overall ration value based on what futures markets are thinking for the major elements of a dairy ration. Uh, but they are not projected to increase markedly over 2024. And so we should see uh, some strengthening of the milk prices uh, throughout the year and about stable feed prices, again, at higher than the long-term averages, but making for overall a better margin year than we saw for sure in 2023. As we know right now, a big thing that's on topic is the um, federal milk marketing orders. What are some of those impacts with that that you're seeing or just the overall consensus right now or timeline that we're on? So there's a lot to unpack there with uh, what's been going on with the hearings for federal milk marketing orders. Uh, We have been in a hearing mode on and off since August of 2023 with uh, thousands of words and thousands of pages of testimony provided by all the major U.S. dairy organizations going forward. The key issues really for me come down to uh, whether or not there will be changes in the pricing formulas that will affect the minimum prices for milk that federal milk marketing orders regulate. And a couple of those key changes have to do with uh, this thing we call the make allowance, which is basically a way of helping account for the costs of processing that turn a product price like a pound of cheese into a class three milk price. So increases in those make allowance uh, values, like giving more of allowance to account for increased in increased processing costs, uh, will at least in the short term result in a decrease in the farm milk price that would be regulated under the federal milk marketing orders. So that's one thing we need to kind of watch out for as we move through this process. The other thing that I think is really important and is also part of the kind of strategy of some of the major dairy organizations is that if we're going to give away some of the price value on the class three milk, that we actually have some offsetting factor and the offsetting factor there is to try and uh, kind of get more of the value out of the beverage milk market, the class one milk market, by raising this thing we call the class one differentials, which is sort of the spatial location value of milk and how it differs throughout the United States. So the combination of those two things uh, is designed to at least provide some kind of offset going forward. 
I really have to add, though, that we have heard a lot of testimony, uh, and USDA is going to have to take all that testimony and on the basis only of the evidence that they've heard, sort through all of those thousands of words and thousands of pages of documents and figure out what uh, seems to make the most sense. And so we don't know yet how they're going to rule on any of the things that have been presented to them. So there's a lot to a lot to look forward to. And one of the things that I and my group are going to uh, be doing is preparing to provide some analysis that helps people sort through what the potential impacts are of those changes once they've been announced by USDA. Take me through some of those wild cards that we should be watching and paying attention to for 2024. My basic storyline for 2024 was that we will see margins that are about the long-term average. And by margin, I'm talking about the difference between an all-milk price uh, and a ration value that would be typical on a dairy farm. So the good news is we're looking at something that is not particularly uh, stunning or good, but it's also not particularly bad. It's about at the long-term average. But one of the things we have to be thinking about when we say, yes, this is what we project forward is there's lots of stuff that can happen, and I refer to them as wild cards. One of the wild cards is what's going to happen with the global economy. Generally, people expect there will be good economic growth in the United States, good but not outstanding. There are other estimates that say going forward we're likely to see some reasonable economic growth in the uh, economies of the world, including those places that are sort of major export markets for us, places like Mexico and China. So if we get that kind of economic growth and we can maintain and maybe reduce the inflation a little bit, that will start to bring some interest rates down, which have been a real pain point for a lot of folks in the agricultural economy and dairy farmers included. Uh, We should see some improvements in those uh, elements as well. All that stuff is uncertain going forward. So we're we're hopeful for those kinds of improvements. Uh, They would make a big difference, Uh, but uh, economies have ways of surprising us, as we know. Uh, Many people have probably heard that we're in an El Nino phase of the climate cycle for the globe, and we know there's some particular impacts that that has on heat in the United States and other major dairy-producing areas, and also on the rainfall that they get. And we had significant drought here in Wisconsin last year that was uh, in part associated with those climate kinds of effects. We're likely to see some continuation of that going forward here, although there is some sign that we might see some change and go back to something that's a little bit more neutral and maybe less detrimental to dairy production in the U.S. and also in other parts of the world. So there are a lot of wild cards hanging out there uh, that could affect up or down that margins are probably going to be about average that we need to keep an eye on. Another thing that is probably important for folks to think about is uh, the Farm Bill. The update on that is that most people are saying we may not even get that Farm Bill revised uh, this year. The current extension of that Farm Bill runs through September of 2024. Probably is optimistic to think about making changes to that by that time period. Uh, We're likely to see maybe another extension and trying to get this done in a presidential election year could also be a little bit of a political challenge, so we're going to have to see about that. But I think the the bottom line for dairy is that I have not heard people talking about major changes to some of the key programs, uh, the dairy margin coverage or the dairy revenue protection programs. Um, Those, despite the fact that we actually spent a fair amount of money on DMC payments uh, in 2023, seem to still have political support and will be going forward. That was Chuck Nicholson, UW-Madison Department of Animal and Dairy Sciences professor. He is conducting ongoing research about different dairy-related topics through the Dairy Innovation Hub and says his goal is to continue to generate knowledge that is useful for the entire dairy industry. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
Every time you saw her, she pinched your right cheek. She gave you a peppermint candy and that special wink. You loved Aunt Gladys, but now the boxes of precious moments, stacks of encyclopedias, and heavy outdated furniture is making you crazy. At Two Men in a Junk Truck, we don't just remove junk, we restore your sanity. Experience the calm after the clutter. Visit twomenandajunktruck.com today for your free estimate. Keep what you love, ditch what you don't. Making a decision on new home furnishings is easy with Lazy Boy. You already know he only cares about the comfort, but it's the luxury and design you crave. You choose the style, patterns, and material, while he's imagining himself being seated right in front of the 50-yard line. Call it lazy luxury at its finest. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Have you been wanting to try non-surgical body sculpting but unsure where to start? We can help. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. MSculpt Neo is a game changer in the world of body contouring. With its dual technology of heat and magnetic energy, Neo can reduce fat by 30% and increase muscle mass by 25%. With Neo, you can enjoy simple, comfortable sessions and no downtime. You'll even feel stronger in just a few sessions. One patient recently said, I can tell in my crunches and golf swing. I wish I had known about this sooner. This was after only two treatments. MSculpt Neo is perfect for those looking to kickstart their fitness journey, enhance their athletic performance, or simply feel more confident in their own skin. Let your natural beauty shine through. To learn more, visit rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. If you combine pajamas and rubber boots to check on the barn, we welcome you. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Holy crow, is that the combination necessary as we start a Tuesday morning? Going to be that way, it seems. We'll talk weather. Stumach, ag meteorologist, joining us live this morning. You know, I guess uh, there's nothing we can really complain about, even with the, I know we've got a lot of babies that are being born this time of the year out on the farm. In fact, feel free to send me pictures of your babies if you'd like. You can use our talk text line, 877 877- 301 farm that's 877-301-3276 love to see the pictures of the babies in your barn but Stu, that mud quotient is getting higher around wisconsin of course nothing like what those poor folks in california are still living with is it still raining out there it's still raining you know inches of rain is what they continue to talk about and not that it's going to be letting up all that much but that Pacific River just aimed on them. That's going to aim toward us as well as we head toward late in the week, Pam, but not with inches of rain. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's not all bad. I did hear out toward the Four Corners region in the Rockies. Yeah. They could see up to two feet of snow in the next day or so. Man, you know, it's it's like... Uh... Be careful what you wish for. They have been so concerned about moisture levels. Now the catch is, will they be able to hang on to it, or is it all going to end up, you know, someplace they can't control it? Well, that's it. Run off and gone, and oh, well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, around here, we are also expecting rain a little bit later this week. Mostly, I can't get over these temperatures, Stu. Buck was checking on weather yesterday. He said Hayward was 51 degrees yesterday. There can't be any snow on the ground up there. Or it's in really poor shape. How about that? 
turns into those ice crystals and just doesn't turn into anything anymore. Yeah, really mild. Western Wisconsin becoming really mild. Fog in the east again this morning. Dense fog advisory. Uh, Rock and Walworth County in Janesville and right up into Dodge and Waukesha. Fond du Lac County as well. Winnebago County back into Washera County, uh, Wapaka, Shano County, all the way up into far northeast Wisconsin, all under that dense fog advisory. Till about 10 this morning in the eastern parts of the state. Uh, with all of that fog, of course, you know, lack of visibility could freeze on a little later this morning on your windshield. Be careful heading out in the eastern part of the state. The west is going to get a lot warmer today. Once again, pushing up into the 50s, there's that talk of threatening record highs at La Crosse and Rochester and, and up along the Mississippi River, so expect some very mild air. But when rain arrives later in the week, I'll tell you this, the maps I've been seeing indicating a little heavier bullseye, Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls could be talking some half-inch amounts or a little more in those areas, the rest of us a tenth of an inch the possibility, and that could develop as we make our way on toward Thursday or last toward Thursday night. I'll have forecast details right after this. With the Compere Financial Patronage Program, we share earnings with member owners of our cooperative. It's our way of saying, we are here. Here so you can pay down your loan faster or make a new investment in your operation. And that family vacation you've been putting off? Yep, we're here for that too. Learn more at compere.com slash patronage. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rates reserved. You hear that? That's the sound of Dairyland Seed bringing the yield bigger and better than ever before. We're talking our best corn of all time, our strongest silage lineup ever, and the greatest soybeans in our history. We're talking a full lineup of seed proven to outperform the competition once again in independent head-to-head -head trials. See the performance data for yourself at showmetheyield.com. That's showmetheyield.com. All right, buddy, show me the forecast. What do we got to deal with today? Well, in the east, it's the fog. The dense fog advisory till 10 could be a little fog, even in central Wisconsin, maybe some freezing fog for a short spell. And later today, more partly sunny skies. In the east, lower mid-40s. In the west, even around 50 today, with the south winds 5, maybe gusting toward 10. Mostly cloudy overnight, a little fog in the eastern part of the state again as we drop back to freezing or just below south winds at 5. Mostly cloudy skies on Wednesday. A lot of mid and upper 40s east in the low 50s in the west. Some records possible. South winds about 5 to 10. And then that rain chance developing even late Wednesday night in the west. Thursday further east, mostly cloudy rain, a tenth of an inch or so Thursday into Thursday night. But in the 50s with the rain on Thursday, Pam, south wind stronger, 15 to 25, a little gusty. Going to seem a little less nice with that wind, but there will be some rain mm -hmm. as we wrap up the week. And then we cool it slightly to head toward the weekend. All right, buddy. We'll talk about volumes on that rain tomorrow, okay? Gotcha. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with weather details that you're looking for. Like I said, we'll take your barnyard baby pictures if you want to send them. 877 877- 
301-FARM. That's our talk text line, 877-301-3276. Hey, part of the five items we're bringing to you this morning includes recognizing Brian Klubertans, a pork producer from Waterloo. He was given the Distinguished Service Producer Honoree Award at the recent Wisconsin Pork Association's Porkapalooza up in Wisconsin Dells last week. He and his family are on their farrow-to-finish operation in Waterloo, served two terms on the Wisconsin Pork Association Board of Directors and was their treasurer. Congratulations. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Innovation, that's BioVet. Livestock producers rely on BioVet for microbial and nutritional support. Keeping livestock eating and productive. Make BioVet your trusted partner for your livestock health since 1991. Learn more at BioDanceVet.com. Innovation, that's BioVet. Sick and tired of achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery? You need to call QC Kinetics today. Listen, the state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgeries are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, from arthritis or injury, don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics' advanced, state-of-the-art treatments harness and direct your body's natural ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence, walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Again, 608-319-1750. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. This is Matt and Pete Gunderson. We recently celebrated the life of Dan, a devoted motorcyclist who enjoyed the freedom of the road with other bikers. His celebration involved a final ride in the saddlebag of his best friend, just the way he wanted. Allow us to personalize every detail of a life well lived. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Now that I refurbished my entire living room with Lazy Luxury, everyone keeps asking, is that a Lazy Boy recliner? What they don't know is that my budget allowed me to redecorate for a fraction with free in-home design included. I say yes. At Lazy Boy, customizable fashion and luxury can be this simple. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. A good friend might tell you that your shoe's untied or, hey, you've got a bit of breakfast on the corner of your mouth. Well, a good friend will also share valuable insights about the scoop on money and energy savings. 
like Benjamin Plumbing and their game-changing electric hybrid water heaters. Potential savings of up to three to four times a conventional water heater with current tax incentives up to $2,000. Benjamin Plumbing's electric hybrid water heaters go beyond being just a water heater. It acts as a dehumidifier for your basement, kicking musty odors, mold, and excess moisture to the curb. Eco-friendly and efficient, these electric hybrid water heaters will leave your wallet and our environment completely satisfied. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority. Looking forward, Zach, um, you couple that Nebraska loss with the Purdue loss. Now they're a game out of first place. You know, Illinois is clipping at the heels a half game back. I watched um, uh, Nebraska almost beat Illinois last night on the road. It took it overtime and the fighting line I came through. But you look at the remaining schedule for Wisconsin. You got the worst in the Big Ten, Michigan, coming up on Wednesday on the road. Well, that's Rutgers, Ohio State, Iowa, Maryland, Indiana, uh, 14th ranked now Illinois, Rutgers, and then Purdue to finish off the season. Uh, how winnable is the schedule for the Badgers moving forward uh, to maybe, you know, that last game of the season to have the big the shot at the Big Ten? I think it's probably unrealistic. That it's gonna, I mean, Purdue's I got a soft schedule, too, moving forward. Yeah, it, it's going to be. I mean, and again, they've their their losses on, in, the, in conference are at Northwestern and at Nebraska, two places that other teams have obviously struggled at as well. Uh, look, these next two games are, I don't want to say call them must-wins, but... Michigan's the worst team in the conference. Rutgers has struggled uh, largely this year. You still obviously have Illinois uh, and then at Purdue. I, I don't think they're going to be in the running uh, when they go to Purdue for the net, for the for the conference title. Largely because I don't think Purdue's going to lose mm-hmm. again, and, and more maybe they just lose once more. But I think that there's some other uh, losses, especially if Wisconsin doesn't turn things around here a little bit, that there is going to be. Um, it, you're looking probably at five four, five, um, no, f- five, six conference losses as opposed to what it looked like it was going to be. But um, that really, they, they should have beaten Nebraska. Yeah. That, that's just <laughs> straight up what it should have been, and they're probably going to rue the day that that, uh, that, that happened because I think it's going to cost them in, um, at the end. But, yeah, these next two games are – and at Rutgers is never easy, but you got to beat Michigan and you got to beat Rutgers. You just have to. Is there any panic setting in it all, or is it just hey, you just played the second team in the uh, in the country in Purdue? Like the, the Badgers, they they what they have like five, they have four or five turnovers yesterday, so they're kind of fixing the turnover stuff. Is it just be more aggressive moving forward, and it'll, all will be okay? I think I'm still a little scarred from last year, <laughs> where you know, like things can. 
can kind of tumble. Things can kind of, you know, go downhill quickly. But the last time they lost two straight this season, they went on a, on a pretty good run after that, right? I mean, they, they lost to Tennessee and they lost to Providence and then they went and, and didn't lose again for uh, six games. So I, th- there is, I, I don't think they're going to be panicking, but lose on Wednesday night at Michigan. And yes, the panic button will be in, will, will be pressed very much so. Ooh. Zach Halpern, our sports director, join us right now. Um, Zach, just not on the Badgers front, but uh, just the week that is, and we you know started the segment with Alenda with it. How you feeling about the Super Bowl, man? You getting stoked up? Mm. Little, little Chiefs, little Niners. How you feeling about this one? You excited for the game or just? Eh? There's, there's two teams that I just. I, I mean, I, I'm not a huge. Never been a 49ers person, uh, obviously, and but the, I. The Chiefs bother you? Like, I know there's some people that the Chiefs bother. They don't bother me. Like They've started to, just because Mahomes now has turned into this giant crybaby about everything. He always thinks he needs yeah. the call. Yeah, but, like, he's never, like, the only time that he's ever, like, truly, truly, like, freaked out was in that, was that throwback game, uh, the throwback from Kelsey to, to was it Kadarius Tony or yeah. was it uh, somebody else? Like, and then losing his mind off of that one. But like, for the most part, he's not as big of a baby as, there, as some of these other, as some of the other quarterbacks have been. I get like, maybe there's some chiefs, like just cause they've been in it four times now, but they, it just, it doesn't bother me. And people getting upset at Taylor Swift is funny to me. Yeah, and so kind of, kind of makes me want, <laughs> makes me want them to show her even more. Just well, to, Zach, to a little spoiler for you. Upset. I think they're going to. I had the Grammys on last night, and Taylor Swift won. I forget what the award was, but she said a new album dropping. It was the big news, yeah. so you're going to see more of it on uh, Sunday here with Swift. Let's go. What was it? Dead Poets? I have no idea. <laughs> I just know oh, she said she had a new yeah. album coming. Right. <laughs> I'm not a Swift. She dropped that. She dropped that and like, didn't even say thank you for the, the award that she won, which I believe was like best pop album or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I, I, w- I was watching that as well. Yeah. But, well, yeah, that, they're, uh, that's going to be interesting. Again, the game itself, I think, is, is fascinating. But all the stuff around it, it doesn't bother me like it no. does from people, apparently. No. It's like, well, I'm not going to watch. Okay. You're going to watch. You're going to watch. It's, it's, what? it's fine. What? No, you're going to watch the biggest event of them all, the Super Bowl. It's happening. Um, yes. Uh, the, well, also, I don't know if you saw uh, Mahomes' front. Um, his brother, obviously unsavory character, but now his dad got a, a third Dewey over the weekend. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw that. Like, he apparently can get like two to ten years for that, like a third DUI, and in, in, I think it was, I think it was in Texas. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, honestly, not a lot of blue skies for Wisconsin today. A lot of clouds will remain, but so will mild temperatures. 42 are expected high today. Tomorrow, 48. Thursday, showers in the afternoon. Daytime highs, 53 degrees. Unbelievable. I'm Pam Yankee. So glad you're along with us on this, the sixth day of February. What can I tell you? On this day in 1959, the first microchip is patented. For that invention, Jack Kirby was awarded the 2000 Nobel Prize in Physics. First microchip patented on this day in 1959, and it's changed our world ever since. Kind of interesting, if you're old school radio, on this day in 1951, radio commentator Paul Harvey was arrested for trying to sneak into Argonne National Laboratory. 
That was a nuclear test site 20 miles west of Chicago. I did not know that about Paul Harvey. Uh, That happened on this day in 1951. Happy birthday to former news anchor Tom Brokaw. 84 years young today, and now you know. Wisconsin is getting ready to welcome students from around the Upper Midwest for the Midwest Dairy Challenge Regional Contest. It's going to be happening in the Green Bay area beginning tomorrow through the 9th. I had a chance to talk about it with uh, Ted Halbach, a dairy instructor on the UW-Madison campus and one of those that's invested a lot of time and energy into pulling together the Midwest Dairy Challenge. And contrary to its name, what we're finding more and more is the contestants in the Midwest Dairy Challenge don't come from a dairy background. And Halbach says that's not all bad. Actually, some of the most outstanding students that I've had a chance to work with in Dairy Challenge did not grow up on farms and did not have uh, that dairy experience. They used their educations to learn about this industry. They had they sought out uh, applied opportunities through internships and things of that sort. And at the end of the day, you know, they're some of the most talented, cap- capable people working in our industry today. So, uh, you know, I think I think it takes all of these people because obviously we have a dynamic industry, and uh, you know, it's it takes talent uh, to run a farm, and that talent, some of it's on farm, some of it is is who's consulting for this farm. Ted Halbach, again, a dairy instructor from the UW-Madison campus and one that's been very, very involved in the history of the Dairy Challenge. He notes that they're making some changes this year to try to broaden their appeal for sponsors. This year, they're reaching out to individual dairy farms that might be looking for quality employees. Perhaps those competing at the Midwest Dairy Challenge could fit the bill. Most of our sponsors have been allied industry, genetics companies, nutrition companies, uh, the uh, processors. But uh, we came up with this kind of a novel idea because, you know, a number of producers have reached out to us. Can you, uh, you know, we need to hire a herds person that can maybe elevate into a management role. And, you know, can you send me resumes or how do we get, how do we meet them? And so we came up with an idea of sponsor a student. And uh, so farms can, for $650, that's what it costs, basically, to send these students through this experience. Uh, they can donate at that level. And in turn, all of those, uh, all of the resumes for the students attending the Midwest uh, Dairy Challenge would, would be accessible to that producer or sponsor. Mm. And so, you know, to me, Dairy Challenge um, is so much about workforce development. And, you know, in Wisconsin, all the tech schools, the River Falls, Platteville, Madison, they're all sending students, right? And so it's a, it's a really targeted group. So if, you know, to me, they're exactly the kind of people that dairies or these dairy-related companies would be looking for. So to be involved, either, you know, we have mentors that help the students, uh, so a chance to meet them one-on-one in many cases or just having access to the re- resumes. You know, the, to me, that's a pretty invaluable opportunity. But, again, it's, it's really kind of an understanding of what is Dairy Challenge, and that's, that's what I'm really trying to accomplish here 
is to get that understanding. So, um, and and the role that it plays. And you know, Pam, besides just the technical dairy skills, what's the other piece that these students come out with? Soft skills. So at the at the Midwest Regional, unlike the national contest, these students are are broken up, and aggregate teams are formed. So a Madison student might be with a Minnesota student, might be with a Northeast Wisconsin Technical College student, and they're on teams of four or five. And so that kind of forming, storming, and then you know working as a team to resolve what what it is that you want to present was so critical. And it it mirrors real life, right? We we get thrown into these teams all the time and, and you're not always with your buddies or, or your friends. You have to walk on a farm either as a consultant or you're the producer. And these teams are critical. And so to me, that's another part of this experience. Ted Hallbach again with the Midwest Dairy Challenge coming to the Green Bay area beginning tomorrow through the 9th of February. If you're one of those dairy farms that would like to possibly get your hands on these talented young people's resumes or you'd like to learn more about the Midwest Challenge in general, go to dairychallenge.org, dairychallenge.org. Markets holding firm and overnight electronic trade numbers are next. Innovation. We know you work hard every day to keep your livestock healthy and run an efficient operation because there's no such thing as a snow day. Take time this winter and consider BioVet, your trusted partner in helping you raise stronger, healthier animals and to protect your bottom line. The knowledge and support from our team can help you make the difference in keeping your livestock healthy. Call 1-800-BIOVET1 or visit bio-vet.com. Innovation. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing on the way in just a moment. Hang on. Last week, the cattle industry got together in Orlando, Florida for CattleCon. One of the big conversations is the small size of our U.S. beef herd. Kevin Good's paying attention to it. He's Vice President of Market Analysis for Cattle Facts, and he said this is not a boat that's going to get turned around soon. Obviously, Mother Nature is going to be the major headwind and has been the last couple of years to expand this cow herd. And, you know, it'll happen. You know, it might take longer than we'd all like. Uh, we've gone through five years of liquidation. And frankly, we're kicking the can down the road another year because of the weather that we've experienced the last 12 to 18 months. So uh, you got about 40 percent of your feedlot population's heifers and your cow slaughter, even though it's substantially below a year ago levels, it's still at a liquidation pace. So we are going to liquidate, in our opinion at least, uh, mildly in 2024 and then would expect that we can start uh, rebuilding the herd as we go forward from there. Kevin White, Vice President of Market Analysis with Cattle Facts, he said that consumers are going to find a threshold they're comfortable with as far as the price they'll pay at the grocery store. He said industry needs to pay attention to it even while we kick the can down the road as far as our overall beef herd numbers. More on that, I'm sure, with John Heinberg in just a moment. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning are actually pretty quiet. The Dow Jones Industrial Average continues to trade in the red. Right now, the corn market's quiet. March corn's unchanged. December new crop up a penny, currently at 479. March beans are down a penny. November new crop currently two and a half lower at 1174. July wheat's down a penny right now at 601. Yesterday in Chicago, the barrel cheese managed to gain four cents at 159. 40-pound black cheese, double-A butter, both unchanged. March milk this morning of the class three variety. That's down three at 770, 7, 
1974, 100 weights. Coming up next, John Heidenberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. What's the market talking about this morning outside of the California weather? Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Legacy-exteriors.com Legacy Exteriors Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Over four decades of turning customers into loyal friends, and the reason is simple. Here at Denny's Jewelers, we make jewelry shopping easy, relaxing, and because we have something for everyone. Hand-selected diamonds and gemstones. Custom design, appraisals, fashion jewelry, watches, repair, and even jewelry restoration. Stop by and allow us to turn you into our next true friend. Is losing interest due to low libido sabotaging your love life? After the age of 30, women begin to notice this reduction in quality of life due to natural hormonal decline, medications, or health issues. Carbon World Health can help you do something about it. They offer custom-designed hormone replacement therapies. They'll determine exactly what you need to re-energize your love life. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. And we are indeed talking about it with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. He's our regular Tuesday guest to keep you up to speed on what the market's talking about. Always want to remind you, whether he's on the radio with us or not, you can find him at TotalFarmMarketing.com totalfarmmarketing.com, or you can call toll-free 800-334-9779. That's 800-334-9779. John, I want to go back to last week's uh, big cattle inventory report. You called it like you saw it, and that's exactly the numbers we saw. Historic lows as far as our cattle numbers, both for cows as well as calves. Market's still paying attention to that this week, right? Very much so. Very much a focus on the marketplace in terms of where things are and, and the, you know, even the money flow into the market. Does it get some of the outside investor money back in because the fundamental story is there? You know, I'm not going to go over the numbers too much in detail because they've been probably beaten up pretty good since those numbers come out with those types of values. But the biggest thing we got to watch, though, is, is the forecasted slaughter for next year. And, and right now we're looking at slaughter about a 4 to 5% decline. That's going to be kind of back to those 2015 levels and, and 
and where we are there. And that's the last time we had this run out. So this cattle run's probably still likely in place. The biggest thing I think we'll have to focus on in the cattle market with the fundamental story is going to still be the consumer. And, and does is the consumer dollar there? Is the economy strong enough for the consumer dollar to step forward and buy, pay for the more expensive beef? That looks like the demand so far is still in that window. You know, that'll be the thing that could be the limiting factor in prices overall, because obviously the supply is not there. It's just going to be how much does it, can the consumer take on to keep to, to match that production or lack of production to keep prices supported? Yeah, exactly. And like we said, the next big step that we're going to have to cross is. The threshold for consumers in this, you know, without them, markets don't really matter. And now there's a lot of suggestion at CattleCon last week that that threshold's coming in sight. Very much so. I mean, I, there are concerns about the economy in terms of the consumer. You look at the, the amount of con- con- uh, debt that's getting built up in the credit card side of things, you know, the the money that was just not available a couple of years ago or that was available a couple of years ago is gone, you know, in that regard. Uh, so that's going to be the big piece of the puzzle here. You know, packer or excuse me, producers going to be able to put more weight on cattle with cheaper grain. So that'll help on the meat production side overall, too, even though it's still going to be a decline. You know, there's some other variables out there that are going to be part of this puzzle. Just because of the lack of numbers, we can still produce some heavier cattle than we did 10, you know, 10 years ago in 2015 you know that can easily kind of help compensate for some of the lack of supply in terms of number of head right right let's uh leave the cattle for just a moment and pivot towards what we feed them and that is that corn and bean situation usda continuing to monitor i mean we talk about the crazy weather we've got in wisconsin and california usda is keeping an eye on what's going on in south america any weather changes there that are impacting their harvest or their planting you know, right now, this, the weather in Brazil continues to be favorable for harvest. Obviously, with the dry conditions, they the crop is very mature quickly. They're up to 16% harvested, according to one analyst group. So around that same window, that's well ahead of last year's pace. That's allowing them to get the corn in the ground very quickly, which is a key for them in that second crop corn because of the weather windows they're trying to hit there. Big talk the last couple of weeks has been Argentina. Argentina has got a potential bumper crop coming, but all of a sudden, the weather's turned hot and dry that's some of the reason i think the market stabilized here and uh, we'll have to continue to watch some forecasts are out there for some moisture to come in if those get realized that could take some of the you know put some pressure back into this market we got usda numbers coming out here again on the on the 8th or thursday and we're going to watch very very closely it's not about the u.s numbers here other than some line adjustments on the demand side it's going to be about what they're doing with that south american crop you know we're still looking at argentina pushing 50 million million metric tons of soybeans, 55 million metric tons of, of corn, which would be a record corn crop for those. It's Brazil, you know, right now the USDA is saying 157 million metric tons, but we expect that number to come down. You're hearing more of a range close to that 150 window, but I don't think the USDA will go that far yet on this report. They have a tendency to slow play those things. So those will be the probably the biggest numbers on that report Friday is how, or excuse me, Thursday is how they handle the South American crop. So, you know, I mean, like we said, this is always in play. What's got to happen for us to see or get traction in this market, John? 
you know, right now it's going to be tough just because of those supplies, even though they're reduced according to first expectations, they're coming to the pipeline. And that's still the area that's to make it makes it the most difficult for us on the soybean side is the fact that they just got prices so low right now that we can are competitive on the export front. Again, we'd have to see some major reductions. You know, even right now with the reductions we're expecting, we're still going to see a larger supply of soybeans out of South America than last year with that improved Argentina production, you know, so it's just going to be a bit of a tough road right now in terms of the soybean crop, for sure, in terms of price, just because those supplies are coming at us. Corn, we've got a little bit more time, you know, but again, for most of these, as I talk to my clients, I think it's a little more of a fall story as those export bushels disappear. The U.S. is back in play come September, October, November, you know, to get some bushels moving again as those South American tighter supplies can fall apart quickly. And then it leaves us the only game in town, especially for soybeans. Long time to carry, though, my friend. Unfortunately, it is, and that's where the the use of call options and things of that nature come into play. You have to make some sales, cover bills, you know, to get some money flow, keep your ownership in this market just in case things don't come together for our crop or that demand comes. Having that re-ownership into the fall over top of sales that you've made might be a very key play this year, especially if the market were to respond that way. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, our guest this morning joining us live, totalfarmmarketing.com. And always remember their 800 number. He'll follow up on any conversation you want to have, 800-334-9779. That's 800-334-9779. While I got you, John, I do want to address the weather situation. California, I mean, this is something that could impact not just our row crops, not just dairy, but also fresh fruits and vegetables we depend on from California. California. What are you hearing in the marketplace? Anybody responding to the weather that they've been dealt or is it so localized it's not a big deal? At least at this time frame, it's localized in terms of the futures market. Obviously, the milk market's had a nice run the last handful of days here, kind of peaking out now. I think that was the anticipation of this weather coming in. You know, we did see some strength in some of the products and things of that nature, but not to put a dollar plus into the milk market, you know, again. So it turns into a bit of a weather weather story with the possibility of maybe some disruptions. To me, again, also weather markets are opportunities for producers. So make sure you're taking advantage of it here uh, because the milk market likes to take away value. Very, very quickly once weather stories are realized or, unre- or you know, the, the issues move past. So that's about the only thing I've seen, at least in terms of the futures market at this time. Obviously, the food and vegetable side of it, you know, that could have lingering stories well into the spring. All right, buddy. Catch up with you next week. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live every Tuesday to let you know what's happening in the marketplace. As I said to you before, though. This market changes on an hourly basis. You want to talk to him, he's happy to visit with you. Go to their website, totalfarmmarketing.com. You'll find John's biography, his smiling face, as well as his email, John H at totalfarmmarketing.com, or pick up the phone, 800-334-9779, 800-334-9779. John Heinberg.